Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. My chef, Tracy, always picks the wrong people to date, and I love playing matchmaker. I've helped two of my friends find their partners already. This is why I'm excited about SHIP, the new dating app that lets you set your friends up. So the way it works is if you're single, you sign up and you invite your friends to join your crew. If you're not single, you just sign up and invite a single friend that you want to find matches for. Then you start looking for matches for yourself or your friend. The best part is there's a group chat so you and your friends can look at people's profiles together, strategize on what your opening line is going to be, et cetera, et cetera. My husband and I are using SHIP to set up our chef, Tracy. It's hilarious to see who he likes versus who I like. He's dissecting every line of their profile and I'm just doing hot or not. Dating is more fun if you do it with friends. Download Ship for free at getshipped.com slash Kim. That's getshipped, S-H-I-P-P-E-D.com slash Kim. Getshipped.com slash Kim and start today. Podcast One presents House of Kim with Kim Zolciak-Bierman. Join Kim, her husband, and six children as she shares her journey to success and the positive mentality that brought her there. Come on in and make yourself at home. Now, here's your host, Kim Zolciak-Bierman. Hi, you guys. Welcome to this episode of House of Kim. What's poppin', honey bunny, over there? Not much. Just uh, enjoying some H-Factor. and H-Factor's become a real thing. Wondering why it's so cold in April. Isn't it weird that... It's like 80 degrees and hot and sunny, and then the next day it's pouring rain, and what's the temperature actually right now? It's like 47, uh, right, outside? I think that's what quite. Kaya told me. Really? Is it in the yeah, 40s? Yeah, let me look. Let me look. Might be in the 50s. We've had some wicked it weather, It is though. 48 degrees today. Jeez. Isn't that crazy? That's We've nuts. had some horrible weather, some yeah. really bad thunderstorms, flooding, all sorts of crazy mm-hmm. shit. People not, Tornadoes. you know, Tracy didn't come to work on Friday because the Cannon School had power. no power, so mm-hmm. yeah, the weather's been really, really nuts. Ariana was in school with no power, no water. No water, no power. <laughs> and then she's like, could you just text me that it's okay for me to leave? Because I have to go to the front, just like every other kid in the school, and show them that my parents said it's okay for me to leave. I'm like, well, why would you stay there anyway? Like, it makes absolutely no sense to me to not have power or whatever. She said it was super dark in the school. Yeah. So weird. They didn't cash, too. What? Uh, had half a day with no power. When? Uh, it was like Tuesday, I think. Oh, you right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. They had off Friday and they have off uh, Monday, so all is good. Good Friday. Yeah, good Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, you guys, season finale of Don't Be Tardy. Can you believe it's a season finale? Season finale. Like, that's insane to me. I know. Next week, you guys, we have a special episode, like what we're calling our reunion, like the RHOA reunion or any housewife franchise reunion where they all kind of sit on the couch and they argue and stuff. We don't really argue, but we sit on our couch and then we watch footage over the last seven years. So I cry, we laugh. It's so great and funny. And we comment and talk about, you know, where we were seven years ago versus today. Um, it's really cool. So that'll air next Friday at 9 p.m. Um, 8 Central on Bravo. I'm going to give you guys the date because I know these are getting a little crazy. April 26th will be the actual final episode of it's new, Don't it's, Be Tardy. Yeah, it's it's going to be a new show rem- reminiscing over old footage episodes. and just watching some yeah. really cool special moments. Yeah. And it's really fun. We all sit there and it's funny to see kind of KJ and Cash and the Littles kind of react and then Brielle react to, you know, maybe prior to her lips or I don't know. It's just yeah. kind of funny in general. Yeah. So I wonder what, it, what do you think is in their minds when they see themselves like being born on TV? Like, what do you think KJ thinks? Like, that's me. I'm being born on TV. That might be a little weird, actually. (laughs) I don't know. I guess I never thought about it. I didn't actually let them film the actual process, and I, you know, um, just didn't feel comfortable with that. Croy did, yes. Just one of them. (laughs) We should have done the twins, because that's really nuts to have Kaya come out, and then 29 minutes later, Kane. I don't know why we didn't do that. You didn't want me to? No? No. 
No. You're lying. I don't no, remember I'm that. No, I'm serious. You didn't want it was to. very stressful. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know what he thinks, um, or Cash or the twins. It's just kind of funny in general. But again, they right. didn't get to like, I didn't actually film my hoo ha and all that. Like, you know, I just, they came in shortly after they were born to get all that footage. Um, but having a baby, I feel like is really personal. And so I allow them up until the point where I'm about to push. And then I kick the film crew out. Right. And then they stand outside the door and they can't wait for that first cry because yeah. then they're like ready to run in the room. Yeah. Oh my God, I get so excited. We should have another baby. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, update on my vein, you guys. It's really been really sore. Way worse than I anticipated to be just from a standpoint of like annoying. Like it's like a constant Charlie horse. But I turned the corner, I think, Friday afternoon yesterday. I haven't been in that much pain. I can kind of like cross it a little bit. And now I'm doing my other leg next week. So I don't know if I'm going to do it or not because yikes! I've been. No, you're going to do it. It's been a gonna, solid you, week. Even though you, even though that one little spot was sore, you know everything what I was else thinking feels so too, much better. In my sleep, sometimes they use that vein for like heart surgeries and stuff like that. And like now, I don't have that vein there. I can use a pig valve or something. I think that's disgusting. Yeah, cadaver. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not get into all that. That's, please stop. I it. mean, you have like what? I think you have thousands of veins in your. Body. I know, but that's the biggest one that they tend to use. Oh, yeah, the savernous vis. Okay, I can't say it, but yeah. yeah. Anyways, okay. so anyways, I'm supposed well, I'll to do give my part of mine. My next thanks, baby. My next vein. Um, uh, next week. So yeah. I'll update you guys on that. We're going to be pre-recording because we'll be in Miami for a couple of days this week. Um, working. We're doing a bunch of stuff there, and then I'm going to go to Doctor Hockstein, and I'm going to do Halo Laser on my tattoo. I mean, on my tattoo on my tummy. Um, why did I say tattoo? That's Might be weird. Thinking about getting one. No, I, I have two. That's enough. Oh, that's um, it. That's all you want. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. I have ask, believe, receive on my right, underneath my right breast. It's kind of hidden by my boob. And then I have a very special one on my other side. You said you're good? I'm good. Yeah. Well, I'm good. Yeah, Yeah. I'm good. I forget I have the ones that I have. Like, I I either want to be completely tatted up everywhere or I'm done. So, anyways, one of my favorite restaurants in Miami I'm going to go eat at. I love to shop in Miami. You know, I am excited going. Brielle, Croy, and I will be going for work. So, um, kind of exciting there. I had a huge photo shoot, you guys, on Wednesday for FabFitFun. Um, I love them. I love everybody that works for that company. I lo- they're so much fun to me. And like, we laugh. It's not work at all. And the products in FabFitFun's boxes are mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. They have this one company, 111 Skin, that I've used for a while. It was created by... Um, a doctor who also worked with or, or created it for astronauts and worked with some scientists regarding, regarding space stuff. And um, so a lot of the products you can only use like once or twice mm-hmm. a week, but pretty expensive, but mm-hmm. really, really great. Mm-hmm. I am, they, I mean, they have that coming up. They have so many things in their box that is going to be mind blowing to you guys. Right. Should I not say that? I don't know. Cats out the bag. Oh God. <laughs> anyway, um, it's okay. So yeah, no, I'm. I mean, I just I'm. I am obsessed. I think FabFitFun, you guys, is a great gift. Mother's Day is coming. I think it's super dope to give you know moms for Mother's Day, husbands, whatever, yeah. girlfriends, wives, to whatever. Um, it's a really cool gift because then they'll get that box four times you know, that year and they can kind of relive Mother's Day. I don't know. I think it's just so great. So Brielle and I had a great time on Wednesday doing that. Tracy cooked all this crazy food for everybody and um, it was really great. It was really fun. Croy kind of helps manage the whole thing and keeps everything rolling. Um, I didn't even really have my outfits together because we've been so crazy busy until that morning. Netta Porter had overnighted me some outfits. One was a bit revealing, so I wasn't able to do it, but um, I ended up wearing a really cute outfit and, and it kind of worked out, but I mean, usually I have my stuff together like a week ahead, a week ahead of time, but with my vein, I've been really tired and like, sometimes I just physically couldn't walk. So it was just like, well, I'm just going to sit down, forget yeah. it. I'm not picking out my clothes tonight. So by the time I realized I needed outfits for fab fit fun, it was the night before you know, midnight the night before. <laughs> so anyway, um, happy Easter, you guys. I love Easter. I think it's really fun. We're going to talk uh, next podcast about Easter traditions, some stuff that I've done in the past that Corey thinks is really weird for Easter. Um, so we'll get into all of that, you guys. Um, how about I had a really bad stomach ache last night 
And I got a massage. And while I was getting a massage, I've had like a lot of extra fluid in my body. So I've had my massage therapist come like every couple days. And she whoops my ass. She doesn't care if I'm moaning and groaning. She just tries to like really aggressively get some of the fluid out through the lymph nodes, massage them. And then she does like more of a light lymphatic drainage. But while I was getting my massage last night, Corey had gotten pizza. And this is the timing was off. So I sat there on my stomach while she was doing my my one leg because she can't rub the other one. Laid there on your stomach. Laid there on my stomach and ate pizza. Yeah. Like a dumbass. Yeah. So I don't know if I had like if I have or had heartburn, indigestion, I had like the worst heartburn. And when I threw up a couple years ago, which I've told you guys, I don't throw up ever. The first sign was this intense heartburn. Like I can feel it mm-hmm. right now in my mind. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had that in the middle of the night. So I got up, I drank some water. I took a Nexium, which I used to take like every day. And I finally stopped taking that every day. Cause it's just not good for you to take every day. And I took that and I got back in the bed and Corey's like, you good? I'm like, no, I'm not. Like I have a really bad stomach ache. So then I got back up again. He went and got me Pepto-Bismol, Canada Dry. And he stays up with me, which was so cute. He even took Pepto-Bismol with me because when I took Pepto-Bismol when I was like 11, I, I swear that stuff made me throw up. I love it. I hate it. I love it. I love the taste of it. But I was, they make oh, a candy so that kind of tastes like it. You know that, right? Yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking little, about. Like their little wafers. Yeah, yeah, yeah their neck N E C C O. Yeah, uh huh. I think that company just went out of business. As a matter oh, really? of fact, yeah, that's bummer. yeah. Um, but Croy, you know, I was like, I'm not into the Pepto Bismol. Made me throw up. He's like, it's not the Pepto Bismol that made you throw up when you were a kid. So I haven't had Pepto Bismol literally in like 30 years. Yeah. So I took it, and it kind of helped. I was able to go back to sleep. I don't know, weird. And then this morning, Berta, the 80-year-old nanny, she says, honey, I make you something. And she's got all these home remedies. And she made, um, she boiled on the stove lemon, garlic, and ginger. Mm-hmm. And then she, she's like, honey, drink it, drink it. And I'm like, hold on, Berta. Like, I can already smell it from here. Like, so. She makes like a concentrate. Yeah. So she's like, honey, you got to drink it warm, warm. I'm like, oh, f- so I took a sip and I was like, she's like, no, taste good, honey, but, but helps so much. No more pain. I'm like, Berta took another sip and, um, did you finish it? And I, nope. Uh-oh. But she said just like two or three sips. And then I burped like really crazy uh-huh. and I feel much better. So I'm thankful for Berta. Well, but speaking of Berta, how about dang. Berta got a tattoo on the uh, finale of <laughs> don't be tardy. It's amazing. Berta is 80 years old. Literally, just got her first tattoo. She got the number seven for a lot of reasons. We were all supposed to get the number seven is what was going to go down, right? Yeah. We were all going to get the number seven. It signified season seven of Don't Be Tardy, KJ's seventh birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, What else was number seven? I feel like... We were seven, you and I. What? What do you mean? Our anniversary. Oh, our anniversary was seven, yep. right. I knew there was a couple other things, mm-hmm. but um, so we were all supposed to get seven, and then Berta got hers, and then the shop was, I think, closing down, so we never ended up doing it. Nikki got a bobby pin, my mm-hmm. hairdresser, on her arm, which is so cute, and she's wanted that for so many years, so I'm so sick of hearing about it. I'm glad she finally got it. Um, it looks really cute, actually. It's a perfect placement. So yeah, Berta got the tattoo, which I thought was funny, but let's go back to Key West and kind of that whole escapade, you know, I finally got the song wig. I was super excited about it. I always get nervous before I have to walk out anywhere. Right. Even though I'm on television, I'm very shy and I don't like like red carpets and I don't know. It's just Well, there's a big difference between being on television and standing in front of a crowd and singing or speaking. I think people don't or, realize that. I think they associate right. like they think they're the right. you know the same but, thing. But you know, it that that type of performance, uh whether it's a speech or singing or anything you you know you have to practice at that you know and and it takes it takes lots of practice to a be able to speak clearly and b be able to perform and and you know make sure you don't mess up or do something i think we looked a little goofy to be honest um like kind of our mannerisms were a little goofy it took us a second to kind of warm up per se to the audience or like get going i wasn't sure how we were going to do the song Colin, Ariana's ex-boyfriend, kind of took over, which was really cool and helped. But Brielle introducing me was really fun. KJ, you know, KJ's a Gemini. And, and, you know, I feel like he's definitely two different people. But he was really looking forward to getting on stage with me and singing the song, as as you guys saw in the um, car on the way to the performance. KJ was like dabbing. What do you call it? Dabbing. Yeah, it's a dance. It's, it's like called a dance, the dab. yeah. yeah. Uh, he was doing that. He was so excited. He was totally into it. He had his shades on. Bertha's dancing. We're all like really excited. And then you see KJ kind of start crying. But it's like, I got to go. Like, so KJ, come on, let's go. And when I came back up, he started crying. And it was like, you know, I'll let him have his moment. I'm not going to force my child to come on stage with me if he doesn't want to go. But he talked about it the whole entire day. 
So I was really surprised that he kind of backed out. But sometimes when you look down over, you know, this what am I crowd. Saying? When you look stage. over at the crowd, right, I'm saying when you're looking down yeah. over the patio, basically, yeah. and you see this large crowd, you know, it can be very overwhelming yeah. to anybody. So I think that KJ just kind of freaked out for a right. sec. Well, and two, you have to take into consideration, we were there for, what, two and a half, maybe three hours. And as an, as an audience, you know, our, our show is 30 minutes. You get 20, right, 22 right, minutes right. in with commercials. Everybody so. wants the show to be an hour, you guys. And I totally agree with you right. and think that it should be an hour. And it's been discussed in the past. But Bravo thinks that a, our show is a comedy, which it is, and it should stay 30 minutes. Um, we feel like it should definitely be an hour and we have enough content to make it an hour. But... You know, we'll see in the future kind of what happens. Right. And it's a numbers game. You know, it's all about it's a business. It's a numbers game with with networks and TV shows. And so, you know, when you increase time and you, you increase costs, you increase budgets. And and so but what I was saying was, you know, we were there two and a half, three hours. And so what you guys got to see was a real short snippet of of the actual experience that we all experienced. It was an amazing crowd, amazing people, uh, so supportive. And it turned out, I think it turned out great. I, you say you felt we were a little awkward. Well, it was kind of like awkward. The way it was shown, right. at least, we were, I was like but slow it motion, but it, w- it wasn't really like that yeah. in real life. Yeah. Um, yeah, everybody was really supportive. Uh, it was really fun. Everybody had a great time. Yeah. We definitely had a fantastic time. So um, I'm really glad that I went to Key West. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. How about the kids going off to school? I'm just going to jump to that because that was so like traumatizing for Croy and I. We were so upset. We'll tell you kind of how... Uh, which you don't see for a second is um, the day that they started school. The kids are only in pre-K, by the way. They're not in kindergarten. I saw a lot of people comment in kindergarten. They're only in pre-K. They'll be starting kindergarten uh, come August. So, um, you know, it's the first day of school and we got up and I'm processing it as we're getting them dressed. Like, oh my God, this is terrible. This is horrible. But I'm trying to keep my shit together because I really don't want them to see me cry and be like, what the hell is wrong with this? My mom, or I don't want them to feel stressed because I'm upset or anything like that. So I was trying to keep it together. We got in the car. We go to the school. When Kane stops to kiss me and is like, I love you, mom and dad, I lost it, as you saw. Like, I couldn't even keep it together. Then Nanny Zalma's in the back crying. I'm just like, we're, we're a fucking mess. So I said, you know what? I want to go inside and check on them, which they don't want you to do. No, that, for the first day, for, you actually for, can. You, well, you, no, so for kindergarten want, or for... Yeah, for for the first day they 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 want you to they want you to they wanted us to drop off like normal. So they want to experience the drop off where right. even if a child's crying and doesn't want to get out of the car, you're not supposed to get out with them and and they they want to really kind of make that separation. Yeah, right I had it was there. hell with Cash a couple of years ago right. when he went to pre-K. Right. He wouldn't get out of the car mm-hmm. when he got out of the car. I I called my girlfriend Sean. I said, "You know what?" this I, he, he, i'm picking him back i'm turning the car around i'm going back i'm getting him she's like listen psycho like don't do that it's not good i cried for like two hours that morning yeah it was horrible yeah so they wanted the kids to experience the the, the drop off and make sure that we had they started that from day one uh and got them used to that going right then and there but then they had had allowed the parents to after you dropped off to park and go in and and kind of do a little meet and greet with the teacher and see your child's classroom, uh, their desk and just real cool, you know, real quick 10 minute little thing they had carved out for us. So after we did the carpool, which I was super surprised that Kane and Kaya had I no issues. Wa- well, were- I think because they have each other, I think that yeah. plays a big role. I uh-huh. think they have each other. That's, that's huge. They, they're going to be in the same class, which, which they usually don't want to happen. But I felt like, especially for pre-K, they should, you know, be in the same class. They've never attended any other school. So the school agreed and that was fine, but they have each other and they're both very independent, you know, and, but I think too, KJ and cash being there and them kind of leading the way they, they see, well, that they think they, it's so cool. Oh yeah. When they, and they see KJ and cash go to school every day and they've seen them go to school every day and they come back safe. They come back happy. So they're like, this can't be too bad, right? Like this has to, it's going to be fine. Yeah. So they, so, so we go in, we park the car and we go in and do we meet up with cash? Cause well, I we walked to, cash in. Yeah. But we went, we went to, we went to Kane and Kaya first and they were like, see you they, later. Yeah, bye. Like, have a nice day. So excited to see their new locker. Oh their yeah. Little cubby hole. They, they were, were just out like, they desk. were totally into it. They're very, very independent. Yeah. The so, teacher had all kinds of things on the desk. It was, right. it was all, it was set up so that they were, you know, it was a very fun experience for them. So they were like, you know, bye mom and dad. I'm, I'm staying here to play. And they were a little bit reluctant when we were like, okay, we'll, we'll pick you up. And they're like, oh wait, like you're actually leaving. But then they kind of, they were fine. 
Yeah. They didn't cry. Nobody, right. They were everybody's great. Then you went to Cash, and Cash had was a little bit of the hardest one. Right. That's my sweet baby. So we walk in and then, you know, I'm like, hey, Cash. And I say hi to his teacher. And, you know, he shows me his desk kind of. And I'm like, all right, well, I got to go. And as we go to leave, he hugs Croy. And then he, he starts to kind of cry. But Croy's trying not to acknowledge it. And he hugs me. And I'm like, Jesus, I can't. I start crying. And I just want to take him home yet again with me. I think, I mean, he's so sweet. And I hate when he gets stressed out like that. And, but, you know, I had to leave and I cried the whole way down the hall to KJ's room. And I, I just wanted to peek on KJ. You know, KJ is also very independent and he, I don't want like him to be embarrassed that I'm like trying to look at him outside his door. And so we kind of see KJ and he's like sitting at his desk and we happen to catch him like, like take a big deep breath and like sigh. And then Croy starts crying. And so we're both crying. Zalma's crying. The nanny, we're all three in the school crying. We looked ridiculous. We did. We looked ridiculous. So we left. We got in the car. We cried the whole way home. The whole friggin' way home. KJ's sigh, though, it was like, it was a big sigh. It was, it was, it was one and of And mind like, you, he's had the same teacher for two years. Right. So this was a big transition right. for him. And, and when you go from first to second, you get it. You actually get a desk versus like a table and it, you have to kind of keep your stuff organized and it's, it's way more formal. It's a formal, it's a more formal feeling. It's a more intimidating feeling. And so he got in that classroom and he, he kind of just was like, Oh man, you know, like, and it was like a, Oh boy, here we go. Kind of deal. You know, and it was, it was like he was, he was giving it his best effort to be strong. And I don't know. It was, it was a, I don't know. It was a, it was a heavy sigh. And it was definitely it uh, a very heavy sigh. And again, like I said, we both were, yeah, it was a mess. We were a mess, but it's okay. I mean, I felt like it was, you know, it yeah. was, it was totally okay. And, and, you know, we, we kind of moved on and I was so happy to pick them up. I really struggle sometimes with dropping them off. Like I believe, Croy doesn't, I believe in once in a while, like, hey, let's just skip school and go to the movies and have lunch or let's just, you know, what, and Croy's like, hell no. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? But, you know, and like at night, if they want to snuggle or get in the bed with me, I'm all for it. Croy's like, no. But one of these days, they're not going to want to snuggle. And one of these days, they're going to be in high school and they really can't afford to miss a day. Right now, they're in pre-K, first and second. So it's like, the yeah, hell with I'm, it. I'm good with it every once in a while, but not It's never happened. Day. It's never happened. Oh, yeah. You snuggle them like every oh, no. night. Oh, you're, I'm talking about missing uh -huh. school. Yeah, we, well... No, it doesn't happen unless it's they have like a doctor's appointment, an orthodontist appointment, a chiropractic appointment, you know, right. something along those lines. Then, um, and then we go do something fun. Yeah, and well, you know, we need to get back into ice skating once I can like walk like a normal person again. Because <laughs> KJ asked me yesterday, like, when are we going ice skating? And I'm like, you know what? We really, really need to go. It was it's great exercise. We really love it, and I don't feel like it's going to be as busy now because it's. Right. Getting warmer outside. Yeah. Every car comes with its share of stories. That ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up your first date, the luxury package you got after a big promotion, or the mileage you saved by riding your bike all summer. While you can't put a price tag on your stories, now with True Car, you can at least find out what your car is worth when it's time to sell or trade it in. Just go to True Car, simply enter your license plate number, and watch how your car's details pop up. Then answer a few questions. Navigation and moonroof, watch as they bump up your value. High mileage, you already knew that was going to cost you. But now you know how much it dings your wallet so you can plan ahead. Once you're finished, you'll get a true cash offer sent to you in minutes, which you can take to a local certified dealer to cash out or trade in. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. True cash offer not available in all areas. We'll be right back with House of Kim. Alexa isn't the only one with breaking news. Make sure to hang around at the end of this podcast for the latest breaking headlines on the AP News Minute. Divorce sucks, but it doesn't have to. Join celebrity divorce lawyer Laura Wasser on Divorce Sucks as she shares her expertise and chats with A-list guests like Joshua David Stein, Kate Hudson, and Anna Ferris. My plan B, instead of becoming a great novelist, is porn, is, is, is porn voiceover. Porn voice, yeah. I like it. Download new episodes of Divorce Sucks with Laura Wasser every week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. And now back to House of Kin. All right, you guys, jumping into our positive segment. We're going to be talking about habits to stay connected to your child, habits to strengthen your relationship with your child. Keeping it positive. Enjoy, people. It's our positive segment. Turn that frown upside down. 
I found this on the internet, and I feel like it was really good and appropriate for talking about Don't Be Tardy's recap. Is there anything else in Don't Be Tardy, baby, you want to talk about? I'm trying to think. Um, well, you see, Brielle, you know. Ben Slade. Yep. They, uh, you know, she officially kind of moves in, and you see that that transition where she, it was, you know, that was it. Like, her plan was was every night, and and majority of it was was that, and. You know, it was it was good. It was a great step for her, I think, and, right. and a step that she needed, and I think a step that really sparked uh, a lot of growth in Brielle. I think she got a sense that she could. It was okay to make her own decisions, and and that making your own decisions, you know, you're gonna you're gonna find your way through those decisions. I think she was able to kind of step out of her comfort zone and embrace some of that fear and work through it, and so and that's helped and transitioned. I guess transferred over into other areas of her life as well, as far as businesses and other things that she's doing, and and just being able to like, hey man, like it's it's okay, and I can do it, right, hundred percent. And so, and and I really think it kind of helped open her eyes to that a little bit. Totally. Yeah, and you could you could see it, and I feel like you could really see it in that last scene where she was she was sitting there and she's like, yeah, like this is okay, like it's not as it's not as big of a deal as I thought it was going to be, or or as as maybe challenging or as overwhelming as she thought it was going to be. Right. And no, once, once you step out into that spot, you could, you could see that, that, um, it was funny watching Slade too. uh, Slade moved back from Athens, Georgia to his parents' house, which they have a massive house, gorgeous house with a lot of property and cows to take care of and all this other good stuff. And so he moved back home, but he has his own kind of like apartment, yeah. his own little section or whatever. So when Brielle tried to like make fun of him, it was like, nice try, Brielle. Like I, w- <laughs> I went to college, sweetie, for four years and I just moved back in right now because I work for my dad and right. I have my own apartment. So like, what the hell? Right. All right, you guys, let's jump into this Uh Staying connected to your children. We all crave those moments with our children that make our heart melt. Connection is an essential part to us as parents, and it's essential to our children because that's what makes parenting worth all the sacrifices. That connection is also the only reason children willingly follow our rules. Kids who feel strongly connected to their parents want to cooperate if they can. They'll still act like little kids, which means their emotions will sometimes overwhelm their still growing prefrontal cortex. When they do trust us to understand to be on their side, they'll be motivated to follow our lead when they can. Researchers remind us that we need five positive interactions to every negative interaction to keep any relationship healthy. Let me reread that. Researchers remind us that we need five positive interactions to every negative interaction to keep any relationship healthy. And since we spend so much time guiding, aka correcting, reminding, scolding, criticizing, nagging, and yelling, it's very important to make sure we spend five minutes, I'm sorry, five times as much time in a positive connection with our kids. We are only human, you guys. There are days when all we can do is meet our children's most basic needs. Some days it's nothing short of heroic. It's nothing short of being a hero to simply feed them, bathe them, and keep encouraging them to get them to sleep at a reasonable hour so that we can do it all over again tomorrow. So given that parenting is the toughest job on earth and we often do it in our spare time after being separated all day, the only way to keep a strong bond with our children is to build it in a daily, build it daily habits. Here are 12 habits that don't add time to your day, but do add connection. Simple but incredibly powerful, these habits heal the disconnection of daily life and build emotional intelligence. You'll find that using these daily challenges change every, that you use these daily changes will change everything. Aim for 12 hugs or physical connections every day. As a family therapist, Virginia Stayford famously said, we need four hugs a day for survival, we need eight hugs a day for maintenance, and we need 12 hugs a day for growth. Snuggle your child first thing in the morning for a few minutes and the last thing at night. Hug when you say goodbye, when you're reunited, and often in between. Tossle hair, pat backs, rub shoulders, make eye contact, and smile, which is a different kind of touch. If your tween or teen rebuffs your advances when she first makes me laugh, walks in the door, realize that with older kids, you have to ease into this connection. Get her settled with a cool drink and chat as you give a foot rub. Seems like that's going above and beyond, but it's a full way proof to hear what happened in her life that day. You'll find yourself glad in many times if you prioritize that. Play, number two, laughter and roughhousing keeps you connected with your child by stimulating endorphins and oxytocin in both of you. Making laughter a daily habit also gives your child a chance to laugh out anxieties and upsets that otherwise would make him feel disconnected. I love to laugh and I'm really, that's what I like to do with the kids more so than anything else. But, and play helps kids want to cooperate as well, which like, which is likely to work better. 
come eat your breakfast right now or little gorilla, it's time for breakfast. Look, you have bugs and bananas on your oatmeal. Exactly. So that's just an example. Number three, this is a huge one. You guys turn off technology when you interact with your child. Really? Your child will remember for the rest of her life that she was important enough to her parents that they turned off their phones to listen to her. Even turning off music in the car can be a powerful invitation to connect because the lack of eye contact in a car takes the pressure off. So kids and adults are more likely to open up and share. Mm-hmm. Four, connect before transitions. Kids have a hard time transitioning from one thing to another, aka school. They need us to <laughs> correlate with them. We need to teach them and coach them through these moments when they really want to give up, when they're not into doing something new. If you look them in the eye, use their name, connect with them, and then give them a giggle, you'll give him a bridge to manage himself through a very tough transition. It's truly that simple, they say. Number five, make time for one-on-one time. Do whatever you need to do to schedule 15 minutes with each child separately every day. Well, there goes 25 hours in our day. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Alternate alternate doing what your child wants and doing what you want during that time on her days just pour your love into her while you follow her lead on your days resist the urge to structure the time with activities instead try any physical activity or game that gets them laughing number six welcome emotion sure it's convenient but your child needs to express his emotion or they'll drive or they'll drive his behavior besides this is an opportunity to help your child heal those upsets which will bring you guys closer so sum up all the compassion don't let the anger trigger you and welcome the tears and fears that always hide behind the anger remember that you're the only one he trusts enough to cry with breathe your way through it and breathe your way through it. Just acknowledge all the feelings and offer understanding of the pain. That creates safety so that he can move through the emotions and back into a connection. Afterwards, he'll feel more relaxed, cooperative, and way closer to you. Yes, this is really, really hard. Regulating our own emotions in the face of our child's upset is one of the hardest parts of parenting, but that doesn't mean we're excused from trying. Number six, empathize and listen. Connection starts with listening. Bite your tongue if you need to, except to say, wow, I see really. How was that for you? Tell me more. The habit of seeing things from your child's perspective will ensure you that you treat her with respect and look for win-win situations. I feel like I'm really good at this. I feel like I'm able to put the kids, I'm able to put myself in their shoes Mm. or I'm just a pansy. It's one or the other. It will help you see the reasons for the behavior that would otherwise drive you crazy. It will help you regulate your own emotions so when your buttons get pushed and you find yourself in a fight or flight, your child doesn't look so much like the enemy. Eight, slow down and savor the moments. Instead of rushing your child through the schedule so that you can spend a few minutes with them before bed, use every interaction all day long as an opportunity to connect. Slow down, share the moment with your children, let them smell the strawberries before you put them in the smoothie. When you're helping him wash his hands, put yours in the running water with his and share the rush of cold water, smell his hair, listen to his laughter, look him in the eyes and meet him um, heart to heart. Connect to the magnificence of the present moment, which is really the only way we can truly connect. For most parents, this is also the secret to being able to tolerate playing that same game yet again. Nine, bedtime snuggles and chat. Set your child's bedtime a wee bit earlier with the assumption that you'll spend some time visiting and snuggling in the dark. This is really a big thing. They say it's safe moments, safe connection for the child. Um, whether it's something that happens at school, you know, or something that's going on at the house, whatever their worries about the field trip, do you have a problem that you want to resolve right now? There's This is a great time to communicate and just listen. Acknowledge your feelings, reassure your child that you hear their concern and that together you guys are going to solve it tomorrow. The next day, be sure to follow up. You'll be amazed how your relationship with your child truly deepens and don't give this habit up on your child as it gets older. Late at night is often the only time teens will open up to you. So it looks like I'll be joining Ariana in her bed tonight. <laughs> 10, show up. Most of us, this is a big one, and I'm doing, I'm trying to work on this, but most of us go through life half present, but your child has only 900 weeks of childhood with you before he leaves your home. That's pretty nuts. That's going to make me throw up. Yeah. He'll be gone before you know it. Try this as a practice when you're interacting with your child. Show up 100%. Just be right here, right now, and let everything else go. You won't be able to pull this off all the time, but if you make it a habit several times a day, you'll find yourself shifting to present more and more often, and you'll find a lot more of those moments that truly do make your heart melt. Yeah. So those are just some things for you guys to try to make a deeper connection with your child. You know, I think with cell phones, it's really hard because, and, you know, working and hustle and bustle of just day-to-day life and just going through the motions and it can get lost. I feel like the reason why Corey and I are such successful parents, or I would consider us successful parents, is I'm... Corey's a disciplinarian and he loves to take an opportunity of where they're maybe misbehaving or have done something wrong to ask questions and learn from that mistake. Me, you know, I'm always like, Cash, why do you, why are you crying? Honey, what's wrong with, you know, oh mom, my fingers just like, not, I'm good at acknowledging their feelings. I'm able to put myself in a lot of other people's shoes. I feel like I have a lot of empathy for people. Um, I think that the discipline that Croy, I'm not very good at disciplining at all. In fact, I don't know that I've really ever done it. Like, Croy does it. Um, But I think it's a great balance. I think that, you know, like Croy sometimes is like, don't baby them. You know, like if 
I don't know, I can't think of an example right now, but if KJ's crying, you know, KJ cries more than the other two. So we try to like not acknowledge as much his tears. He's also a Gemini. So he's like two different people. He's my sweet loving KJ or he's my erratic off the wall KJ, you know? Um, but I think we're really good parents and that's a great balance. Sometimes in a relationship, there isn't a disciplinarian or they don't, neither one of them can really, the mom or the dad or same sex couples or whatever can't relate to the child or put themselves in their child's shoes. It's more of yelling, especially if you have, you know, a long day at work, you come home, your child's crying because they had a long day. You're a parent. Take a step back for a second. Take a deep breath. You know, like they said, I mean, you only have 900 weeks. Is that not creepy, man? Right. Jeez. That's pretty nuts. No, I I think all of that information is absolutely fantastic. Some of that information can be used outside of a a child relationship. You can use it with your spouse. You can maybe use it with a colleague. If you're you're in a position of leadership at a company, uh, some of those connections can really deepen uh, your your ability to work well with other people and, and make that. Uh, a more productive relationship. So, so think about that. Obviously some of them you can't, but ultimately I think uh, what a child provides an adult is, is a, is a true pure perspective on life. They see things completely different than adults because they have not, uh, they haven't been tainted. You know, they haven't, they haven't experienced some sort of crazy, painful hurt or somebody being rude to them or, you know, they, they totally see things differently. And so, you know, if, if anything, your child can teach you so many things or, or help you remember so many things that you have forgotten as an adult, embrace that, you know, and, and your child, you get one shot at raising a child. That's it. You get one shot. And so you're going to make mistakes when you make mistakes. I think the biggest thing is, is the ability to say, Hey, you know, I'm human you're human. Um, I'm giving you my best, but I made a mistake and apologize to your child or say, Hey, look, you know, like I had a rough day at work and, and talk to your child. They will, they will respect they love to you. Listen. You know, I think they continue. Mrs. Hornsby, not to interrupt you, but Mrs. Hornsby, um, what I've noticed about her, you know, with KJ uh, being in her class for two years, she would say this weekend, I'm going to my cabin or my daughter got engaged. You guys were so happy. And it really makes that connection with the child because the teacher, you know, the, the teacher to children is very intimidating, you right. know? Um, and, but sharing your personal life is like, oh, they're human too, right. you know? Right. So I think that's why KJ just loves her so much is that she shares her weekends with them or what she does for the holidays or whatever so that it's so she's relatable. Right. Adding to that, you know, your child, you may come home and your child is is doing something that may be irritating you. Maybe he's jumping on the couch or he he's laughing or he's running through the house and and you just had, you know, your boss yelled at you and you and you didn't get your report done or whatever the heck it is and you're just so irritated in your child and you take out that frustration right on your child and your child has no idea what you've experienced or why you're frustrated or why what they're doing is irritating so so communicate with them there's nothing wrong with saying hey look today somebody was mean to me i did not have a good day i need a hug you guys you want a hug right now and your child will give you the best absolute fantastic hug that you could ever have received at that moment i think i hug our kids I try to right when I get up in the morning. KJ's not been good about giving me a hug every morning like he used to. <laughs> He's trying to be a tough ass. Yeah, it's annoying. So <laughs> I just like, KJ, hey, babe. Cash gives me a hug every morning. Kane and Kaya do. KJ's, yeah, he's trying to be a hard ass. I'll, really I'll, a ask him, I'll ask him, like, do you have your period? And he's like, mom. Like, he's just kind of a mess. He's funny. But um, I, I try to hug them a lot and make that connection. Ariana hugs me a lot. And I find she's hugging me when I'm, like, on a conference call or I'm doing so. I've made a vow to myself as reading this. Like, I'm going to make sure that I stop what I'm doing, if I can, and, like, hug her back. Because, like, she was just walking out the door and my stomach hurt. I was trying to eat a piece of bread or whatever. And she hugged me. And I just posted this picture on Instagram. And she's like, I love you, mama. Let me know if I can pick you, you know, pick you up something for your stomach. And she left and I was like, damn, you know what? I should have just stopped what I was doing. It wasn't that hard to just hug right. her back and take that second. So, right. all right, you guys, jumping to our golden nugget. It's the golden nugget. You win. Since everybody wants to talk about the po- picture I posted on Instagram that KJ severely burned, I think some of it's a reflection. And yes, he did get a little bit too much sun, but sometimes the best sunscreens don't work either. So calm the f*** down. Um, <laughs> some of my secrets, and then I'll read you an article from Supergoop, which is one of my favorite sunscreens besides Cashmere Collections. We have a really awesome whipped patented um, sunscreen. 
cashmere collections that's really great that I put on my chest and my face no matter what every day. But um, sunburn, first thing you do at that night is Benadryl. That's really, really helped. Another big secret that Berta told us was Vicks Vapor Rub, and that really helps. You would think the complete opposite. It really, really helps. Of course, aloe, but let's get into this article. because Advil, is, too. So the Benadryl and Advil, Advil right. are, are a, uh, the dynamic duo. The, the Benadryl, what a sunburn is, is, is essentially it's an allergic reaction to your skin. Your skin is having an allergic reaction to what the sun, uh, the UV rays from the sun. So if you can calm that down and stop that allergic reaction with the Benadryl and then reduce the inflammation with the Advil, the ibuprofen, you don't want Tylenol, you want ibuprofen because ibuprofen attacks inflammation. Right. Uh, you'll feel like a hundred bucks for one in the morning versus not doing that. And you'll really help your skin handle that allergic reaction and, and reduce uh, the damage per se. Right. Ouch, you just got back from a super relaxing beach day and now you're dealing with something that's complete opposite of a nice that's nice and peaceful. Sure, you're slathered on your SPF before you plop down in your beach chair, but then the day got away from you. This happens to me a yeah. lot. Or maybe you didn't even slather on SPF. We're diligent about that. Um because you wanted to get your quote unquote base tan. Either way, now the intense pain of a sunburn greets your entire body and it we all know it's not fun. Before we show you how to ease that pain, it's important to know exactly what happens to your skin when it gets burned by the sun. A sunburn occurs when the sun's UVB burning rays penetrate the skin and cause DNA damage, which then sends your body into defense mode. Your body's defense is what associates your body's defense is what you associate with a sunburn, redness, pain, heating, peeling, and itchiness. So what do you do? Here we go. First, cool down your skin. A sunburn means your skin is inflamed and distressed, so you'll need to cool it down ASAP to temper the irritation and soothe the burn. One of the best ways to do this is by applying cold liquids directly to your skin. If you have milk in the fridge, grab it. Soak a washcloth in it and gently press it onto your burn. Milk contains so many vitamins, vitamin A and D, which are antioxidants that repair the skin faster. Learn something new every day. Fantastic. If you reach a point of peeling, don't pick it. I'm peeling on my left leg still from Turks. I've never <laughs> peeled in my whole life. I burned the shit out of my left leg, yeah. just the outer part, Weird. because of the jet ski, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Everyone's been tempted at one point or another to peel their flaky sunburned skin. Don't do this. Your skin is taking time to peel for a reason. It was burned. The damaged cells were told by your body to die so that they can be replaced by new healthy cells. So if you peel off the skin before it's ready to come off naturally, then you're disrupting this whole process. At this point, at this part, and this part, I'm sorry, should go without saying, leave blisters alone too. Take cold showers and drink lots of water. You may like taking hot showers, but nothing will hurt your summer more than warm water. You'll help reduce the inflammation if you use water on the cooler side and it'll probably feel much better as well. I cannot use hot water in a shower when no. I have a sunburn. No. Also drink a lot more water than you usually would, which kind of, you know, I mean, we do drink a lot of water at the beach, but we also have a glass of wine or we're more apt to drink more at the beach than we do on an everyday or daily basis. Right. The moisture has just been sucked out of your skin by the sun and you're likely to be dehydrated. Grab the aloe and the skin soothing products, but look at the ingredients on the bottle. You've heard this, this tip before by applying aloe vera to a fresh sunburn and it's a good one. The thing you want to keep in mind though is that not all aloe vera gels are created equal. A lot of them have extra chemicals in that formula that can actually irritate your burn. You want to stick to 100% pure aloe vera gel or even better aloe vera straight from the plant leaves. Yeah. Also, don't hesitate to apply other skincare products that have soothing ingredients in them like milk, honey, or cucumber. Just avoid heavy creams and stick to gels that are lightweight so, so that your skin can still breathe. And definitely avoid both chemical and physical exfoliation until your skin's fully healed. I don't think anybody's dumb enough to start f***ing exfoliating. Yeah, there, was, there was a big uh, controversy probably a year and a half, maybe two years ago, that uh, company, uh, independent company, had did all these tests with aloe veras, and they found that like eighty percent of them didn't even have aloe vera in it. It yeah, was, was some I had name nonsense, a brands, but I'm not jelly, gonna... some weird synthetic nonsense. It was like insane, and they listed aloe vera as an ingredient, and it wasn't even aloe vera. I, know, um, I can tell you a so couple brands that I'm sure. If you can go to the plant, go to the plant. Right. Okay. Now, drum roll, please. Here's how to never ever get a sunburn again. For real. Now that you've dealt with the pain and agony of a sunburn, you'll make sure you never get one again, right? Great. While you should be wearing sunscreen every single day and reapplying every two hours, it's extra important to diligently wear sunscreen when you're out in direct sunlight for hours upon hours. Not only will this prevent future sunburns, it also will seriously lessen your chance of developing skin cancer and signs of aging. Stick to these sunscreen rules next time you're having fun in the sun. Use an SPF 30 or higher. It's imperative to use a sunscreen with a high SPF number. SPF, just to tell you guys, measures the amount of UVB burning rays. You could be much better off using SPF 30 to 50 instead of anything lower when you're in direct sunlight for prolonged periods of time. Here's why. When you use sunscreen with SPF 30, it means your skin is protected from 97% of the UVB rays. And SPF 50 means your skin is protected from 98% of the UVB rays. If you're using sunscreen with SPF 15, your skin is only protected 93% of the UVB rays. And when you're out in the sun all day long, that's simply not enough. I'm only going to stick to 15 on the rest of my body though. My chest, I do 50. 
Yeah. But I want some sun. Yeah. On everyday sunscreen, our everyday sunscreen, which is super goop, is an ideal choice for keeping your face and body fully protected. I'm a big fan of cashmere. Like I said, it's a whipped SPF, but it doesn't smell or feel like your average uh, high protection sunscreen. So I think the big thing too for people is that your chest, your neck, and your face, maybe not your neck as much, but your face and your chest have a much thinner skin than any other part of your body. I burned the living shit out of my chest in my 20s, teens, and even early 30s because nobody, I never really thought about my chest. I have always worn sunscreen on my face. I've never thought about my chest. Mm-hmm. So I've had to have like lasers a couple times here and there throughout the last couple years to like freshen the skin and bring me back to being, you know, well, I won't exaggerate. I'll say 30. Right. You also want to use a broad spectrum and water resistant sunscreen on top of making sure that your SPF number is high enough. It's important that your sunscreen contains broad spectrum broad spectrum protection. Broad spectrum means that the actives in the sunscreen will protect you from both UVB and UVA rays. Quick refresher, UVB causes aging, wrinkles, and hyperpigmentation. So just to give you guys a little idea on the sunburn, summer is coming. If you guys are going swimming or sweating, it's important that you buy sunscreen that's water resistant. Water resistant doesn't mean that your sunscreen is waterproof. There's no such thing as a waterproof sunscreen. The best protection a sunscreen can give you is resistant to water or sweat for a certain amount of time. It's usually either 40 or 80 minutes, period. Apply enough sunscreen. No sunscreen is useful unless you're applying the right amount. And most people don't apply nearly enough, especially when they're outside in direct sunlight. In order to get complete protection, you should always apply a quarter size amount to your face and one ounce, a full shot glass to to your entire body. Get sunscreen on every single part of your body that's exposed. I've been really focusing on my hands and I burned the shit out of the tops of my feet in Turks. I think all of us did. Well, except for the littles. Have the tops of your feet ever been sunburned? It's it's only when it's too late that we realize that all the places we forgot to put sunscreen. Keep those spots in mind when you're applying sunscreen, especially at the beach, the tops and bottoms of your feet, your ears, the tip of your nose, your hands, your eyes, your lips, and your scalp. And don't forget to get all the spots underneath your bathing suit too. Reapply every two hours and right away after swimming or sweating. Sunscreen isn't a one and done deal. Sadly, I forget about it. I get to my glass of wine and before I know it, it's four o'clock and I haven't applied sunscreen since 9 a.m. You must reapply it every single two hours for full protection. In fact, we often don't put enough on it at first to get the full SPF protection listed on the bottle. So the only way to make sure you're truly getting adequate SPF 30 or 50 protection is by applying multiple layers of SPF every two hours. Sunscreen naturally fades and gets absorbed by the skin over time, which means you've got to keep reapplying you guys. Like that's a big thing. You know what I did in Turks is I said, every, I told my phone, you know, every two hours remind me to put on sunscreen. And that actually really helped. If you plan on going swimming, make sure that you apply a good amount of water resistant SPF before you hit the water and let it sit there for 15 minutes before you jump in. Stay underneath shade as much as possible and wear a hat. It's not happening over here. It's not happening. I like the sun, you know, and my tan is natural, you guys, for everybody that's questioning that, but, or wanting to know uh, where I got it. I got it in Turks. Even with sunscreen protection, you should try to stay out of direct sunlight as much as possible. Wear a wide brim hat to protect your face and scalp and stay under the umbrella when you're at the beach, which defeats the whole purpose. So anyways, right. I'm just giving you the recommendations from the article. Okay. What are you um, trying to look up, baby? Well, so I also, too, outside of, you know, so that's an X and <clears throat> those are all external approaches to help deal with the sun. Do you know There's, that somebody told me I, I did a shot? A sh- what, what is it? A shot to make you tan? They're like, yeah. she must have did a, she must have took a shot to get a tan. Melatonin shots. Uh, they exist and they're illegal. Uh, well, then what, what, what are they? I don't even know why they would exist, but they exist, but they are, they're illegal and you can have ex- serious, serious complications with those. But, uh, I what think, are they used for? Well, I think, I think some people use them illegally in the, in the bodybuilding world to become very, very tan because you look, well, what are way they, more muscular, they're created for tan. what? I, I don't really know. I think it's, is it to find cancerous molds maybe, or something like that maybe, maybe the discolored ones come out or something yeah. I, I feel like i remember hearing yeah. about that no i've never taken a shot that's to insane. get a tan like that's why i posted a picture of me in destin florida when i was like 26 years old yeah. i mean i've always been able to get really tan i mean i have yeah. natural i think because i have blonde hair it throws people for a loop but remember you guys i have you know darker eye hazel eyes and jet black hair growing up so and darker skin it's just they all go kind of hand in hand but sorry to interrupt you no it's fine cool so that's all external there is something you can take internally that will really really help you with the sun especially if you work in the sun or if you just are a little bit older and you're concerned about maybe your sun exposure from from your past and things like that i'm going to spell it it's a-s-t-a-x-a-n-t-h-i-n it's 
astaxanthin, maybe? Astaxanthin. I've never heard of this in my life. And so it is, it's great. It's great for joint health. It's great uh, to help you recover from physical activity. Oh, is it's that an the algae. black? Yeah, there's, it's an algae uh, and it's, and it's uh, recommended for individuals interested in supporting quick recovery from strenuous exercise or physical activity. Scientific studies, they've done scientific studies and they show taking uh, this astaxanthin increased the amount of time it took for UV radiation to redden the skin. Other studies showed improvements in skin moisture and appearance. Uh, the studies have also shown that it reduced uh, uh, not the one, the bad cells. Like if you were to go to the dermatologist and you had a mole, it actually right. reduced the size of of that issue. The one that that I take is from Hawaii. It's naturally grown uh, on their farm. It's it's all pure and, and it's one hundred percent non GMO microalgae, uh, and it is a superior antioxidant. Uh, this astaxanthin is one of nature's most powerful antioxidants. It's eight hundred times stronger than CoQ ten. Remember, uh, wow, eight hundred times stronger. We take it every day. I didn't know the name of it though. I just took it yeah. from Croy. <laughs> yeah, six thousand times stronger than vitamin C, and a hundred times stronger than vitamin E in relative antioxidant activity so it's it's a great great product for combating the sun you know i spent years in the sun playing football every summer i was in the sun uh didn't take care of my body didn't put sunscreen on so this will help kind of reverse some of the damage you have maybe done to your skin uh, i take it i use 30 spf or 50 on my face you know somewhere in between chest and neck and then i put 15 i start with 30 initially at the beach and then 15 on my body vitamin d is good for you yeah sun and sun's not all that negative for you if you guys can you know no. do it correctly right and it will help prevent some some future redness or future burns and i'll have to tell you i i realized that i could handle the sun way better on our vacation in turks and caicos and i was wondering why like i didn't really reapply i don't think there was a few days where i, I was diligent about it but i think i've been on this now for if I tell Croy about any any article that I read and I'm like, oh, they said this pill's like gonna make you fly, Croy's like, I'm on it, give yeah. it to me, and well, he'll it, take it, and then I, I forget, I stop, yeah, I stop taking the <laughs> shit. Like I'm four days in, and I'm like, ah, oh, it, Croy. He's still with it. He's right. going strong. I read some crazy ass article, you know, I don't know, eight months ago about it, yeah. and I'm like, you. St- it came in from Amazon, yeah. and I was like, you still take that shit? So now I'm back on, and we'll see how long it lasts. But anyways, yeah. it's kind of funny. All right, you guys, thanks so much for tuning into this episode of House of Kim. Thanks for listening to House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Beerman. Catch new episodes weekly exclusively on podcastone.com, on the Podcast One app, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you love the show, don't forget to leave a rating and review. The sponsors for this episode of House of Kim are TrueCar. For a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out TrueCar and Ship. Download the Ship app for free at getship.com slash Kim. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.